as Venmo. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. we can. Yay! <laughs> Sorry, it's really hard to like relay the message like while you're trying to set it up, but it happens all the time. Sorry. All, all the time. You're just <laughs> such a works. fucking trouble client, you know. I know. I'm the worst. <laughs> See the night and day difference between me and Ro? <laughs> okay literally polar opposites the two uh, and the eight that's all we gotta know yeah. enneagram two and the enneagram eight welcome back to the health unfiltered podcast my name is nicole and i am with the wonderful gang broken row and a really really special guest ashlyn say hello everyone hello. <laughs> hello what's everyone been up to today what's the vibe try not to cry okay cool Feel that. <laughs> the vibe is I should have gotten alcohol today, but I didn't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I definitely have alcohol, but <laughs> I actually have alcohol as well, and I'm really excited. Oh man, Ooh. we're definitely we're falling apart. When Coco has alcohol, <laughs> that's when you know. I've been on my deathbed for the last couple weeks, so I'm like, all right, Sorry. we're gonna have a drink, revive yeah. ourselves. Yeah, that's why this episode came out a week later, or like this this one. Yeah, we we just all text and we're like. Are we alive? Nope. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't yeah. do it this week then. <laughs> yeah. Ashlyn is here to save us. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ashlyn's a, a good soul. Good soul to yes. have around. I try. So are, are we – like, Ro, you said you're drinking. What are you drinking? Yeah. Yeah, of course I'm drinking. Uh, I'm not uh, I'm not drinking too hard, though. I, <laughs> as soon as it gets this done, I have to collect some data. So um, mm-hmm. I just have a Topo Chico hard seltzer. It's a strawberry guava flavor. It's sweating because it's a thousand fucking degrees in Albuquerque. So cheers uh, to you three, to our <laughs> listeners, and to my bomb. I don't know. Uh, so yeah. And Casey. <laughs> mm. Love this stuff. What about you? Nice. I'm going to have to try that. I have a ranch water again. Classic. Classic ranch water. I'm really excited about it. Um I actually tried the prickly pear flavor last week, or not last week, whenever I wasn't sick, and <laughs> it was amazing. Eight weeks. But yeah. I just have the lime, the lime hard seltzer one. I, I actually, like are you drinking? Waters. They're pretty good. Um, I have a virgin tequila sunrise. Ooh. <laughs> What's the recipe? So just the sunrise? It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just the sunrise today. Um, but it's orange juice, cranberry juice, and pineapple juice. And that's it. Ooh. That sounds like nice. a lot of great stuff. Yeah. So you got juice. Is what it is. I got, I got the juice. juice. <laughs> Brooke, what you got? Uh, I've been slamming no. bubbly waters all day. Oh, my God. Don't say slamming <laughs> bubbly day. waters. Like, I have, like... It's just like that nervous, like stress, like hand to mouth, and I'm yes. not doing it with booze. I'm doing it with bubbly water. That's why I like. So nervous all girls. of your clients right. can be at ease that you're not getting smashed every single day while you're on top of them. <laughs> yeah. No, today is actually Tuesdays. We're recording on a Tuesday, but Tuesdays are my CEO days. Normally, I don't have calls, but like I'm so discombobulated. I've been living so out of a suitcase for three days. weeks, so I'm <laughs> drunk off my bubbly water. You know. <laughs> 
Nice. <laughs> Sounds like something. We love it. Coming up, I'll go to. Yeah. Well, before <laughs> I introduce Ashlyn and all the amazing things that she does and what we're going to be talking about, we do have a question of the week, which is from Ashlyn and it's not health related. So I'm excited for a personal question. You know, I love this. Um, and the question is, what is everyone's zodiac sign? And Ashlyn has some predictions. So I'm going to let you tell me what you think Ooh. first. Okay. So I'm just going to read what I wrote in the DM. But I said, <laughs> I have no, I have no, but um, oh, I said, my guess is could be fully wrong, but I think Roe <laughs> is a fire sign, especially Sagittarius. Or a Scorpio. That was my guess for Roe. And then for Nicole, I said Taurus or a water sign, but I get more of a Taurus vibe, to be honest. And then for Brooke, I put Virgo. If not a Virgo, then everything I know is a lie. Or she at least has <laughs> some Virgo placements, and I stand by that. And those are my notes. Amazing. <laughs> Bro, you look stressed. Are you okay? I, I, you know, this stuff is just so funny to me. Well, we went off. I don't know if it was on an episode or if it was just us DMing. What was that? Like a month or two ago, we were talking about human human designs or whatever. Human design. And, mm-hmm. Oh, all the stuff is bullshit. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> what makes you think I'm a? What did you say? A fire fire sign? I don't know what any of this fucking means. So, what makes you think that? Yeah. Um. You're just, uh, well, you're an Enneagram 8 from what I was told. So um, that matches up with those vibes to me. And a Sagittarius just kind of like does whatever they want. They don't really care what other people think. And they just, that's their vibe. And I get that vibe from you. Uh-huh. Well, what I was born right? December 2nd, so I am a Sag. So. Wow, look at so that. It. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I have a new Great. comment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be a Zodiac psychic. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Wow, so, um, I will admit that Zodiac is like the area that I don't know a lot in. I'm all into like human design and Enneagram and all that stuff. So this is probably an area I could learn a bit more about myself, but I am a Scorpio. I was born October 27th. Is that a water sign? It is a water sign, yeah. Okay, so you were right there. Oh my god. What are what are the <laughs> signs? How many how many signs are there? Like water cuz if there's four, then you have a 25% chance, you know? Like, oh my gosh. Bro, why can't you just be impressed? This is why you're Sagittarius. <laughs> yeah, that is Sagittarius for sure. Classic Sag move, you know me. <laughs> there's 12 12 signs. I think No, I know there's Christmas. 12 signs, but like you said like fire and water what oh those? yeah, there's four. Four. Okay. Okay. So twenty-five percent's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, fair. <laughs> fair. Those are still gambling odds. Yes. Yeah. I Go am ahead. an Aquarius. Oh. oh. Okay. I see that too. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know a lot about. Uh, I don't know a lot about them. I'm an Aquarius, and I don't know. No one can tell me what time I was born. I might. I might just. They might have robbed me from like the hospital For no sure. one can tell me what time i was born so i don't know what my whole chart looks like to know if there's oh. virgo in it you so can't like that. request your um birth certificate 
Uh, it's yep. not on the paperwork I have for that. And then I tried to request hospital records. I'm not even going to lie, just so that I could look up my oh human my sign God. and my oh zodiac. My and they literally told me they didn't have them and I didn't exist at that time. So I'm like, okay, I don't I don't know what to do here. Like, you were designed lying. in a lab, Brooke. Uh, someone's <laughs> lying. I would Joke's say you, you didn't look no exactly human. like your sister that there would be questions. That's true. Do you think we really look alike? I don't I think we look anything alike. I mean, I, I think, think you'll look, look alike, alike, but I don't think you look identical, but you definitely have similarities. No, because I feel like when I look at, like, you and your sister, Nicole, I'm like, okay, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, facial features that are similar, but I don't know if I, like, look at Brooke and Baby Bird and be like, oh, that's weird. Okay, that's because you, know? you have a weird fixation with Baby Bird. Wow. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I respect Paige as a woman. All right. Second of all, Casey's gonna kill me. So let's relax. Sorry. Shout I'm out sorry. Paige. Huh? <laughs> cut it. Cut it. Just she's anyway. Like, she's also like way taller than me. We don't have yeah, the same skin true. tone. Like our yeah. facial features don't look the same. I don't know, y'all. I might just be dropped in from an alien spaceship. <laughs> Wouldn't you love that, Brooke? <laughs> yeah, she'd be like, it would make so makes, much. This sense. makes so yeah. much sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh Ashlyn, I guess you went two for three. So. There you go. Awesome. Keep your uh, don't I, or quit your day job and get into that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know how to say you're good at it. <laughs> it's just <laughs> sounds great. What it is. Awesome. I well, I love that question. So mm. let's just have those <laughs> questions come our way more often. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but today, Ashlyn is our second client to be on the podcast, and I'm so so excited to have you, Ashlyn. She is an active duty Coast Guardsman, powerlifter, and fur mom. She has three dogs and four cats and a firearms instructor. Um, she is a previous client of mine, and she is a current client of Rose. And she is a precision nutrition level one certified nutrition coach. She has put in so much work to move away from the strict calorie macro counting as well as the all or nothing mindset when it comes to exercise and nutrition. And we're just so excited to have this conversation highlighting how you can still have really incredible health goals while practicing intuitive eating and making room for more balance and fun. So much yeah. balance. <laughs> so first question, Ashlyn, tell us a little bit more about your health story and what has nutrition and fitness been like for you growing up and up until this point? Um, so I would say I'll start with nutrition. My nutrition was um, like we just kind of ate convenience foods growing up. And so that was like fast foods or like hamburger helper, stuff like that. And uh, so I kind of ate that all the way up until I started getting into fitness more. And then that's when I think I went into more of the macro counting and kind of got a little bit too obsessive in that realm. And Classic. that's, yeah, that's what ultimately made me look into intuitive eating and start that journey with you. So that was mm -hmm. my nutrition. And then fitness wise, I was always pretty active as a, as a kid. Um, being in the ocean, I love the ocean. I was always running around being crazy. And uh, <laughs> high school, I played volleyball and basketball. So those were fun because I'm tall and gangly. So yeah, it's perfect. Definitely not gangly. Like, I feel like you're tall, but oh, you do yeah. have super long legs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the daddy long legs. Yeah. Get me. First class, especially. <laughs> but uh, so I. 
I did all that when I was younger and then joined the military and started CrossFit. That's where I learned how to do a lot of the different movements, but I really wasn't a fan of CrossFit. It was just not, not my vibe. <laughs> I did not like it. Um, and so then I moved into my husband, he was my boyfriend back then, but we started working out together and he followed a program and that's actually how I found out about Brooke. And I was like Brooke's groupie for a long time because <laughs> I would constantly like tag her on Instagram and be like, look at this meal I made. And it was like the first time I actually nourished my body. And um, so I was just all excited about it. But yeah, so I started following the programming with that app. And then from there, moved into powerlifting because I was like, cardio is not for me. I don't like that. So <laughs> I started just doing the big three and that was perfect for me. So yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. I feel like there's definitely, I mean, I definitely relate to a lot of your story of just growing up and we just ate what was fast and quick and easy because I mean, I always say this, like I have no idea how moms and do it like how do you feed your children and like keep everything going um super so that was shout out moms man yes <laughs> that was definitely the where like convenience was just like up and coming and hamburger helper like i remember eating that so many times a week that was like so, our fancy meal too yes <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean me it. and my sister like learned how to cook that like that was probably the first thing i learned how to cook was hamburger helper you know the last episode, I don't remember. Apparently, I said my dad can't cook for shit. Uh, oh. So I need to I need to preface or I guess say this <laughs> in that I'm sorry for hurting your feelings. I hope you Aww. listen to this and feel loved. Well, clearly he does. Thank well, <laughs> If he knows yeah. you said that. <laughs> I got a text in the group chat like, wow, I can't believe we say that. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, <my> gotta, God. <laughs> thanks for feeding us, Dad, when you could. I know you're busy providing in other ways. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Ro, this is like where you probably just like dig your hole deeper. I know. It's what I do best. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. So, Ashlyn, what was kind of like the turning point after you had gotten into macro counting and even following like that first program? Um, what kind of like made you decide to invest in further one-on-one -on -one work with a dietitian and with a personal trainer? So, um, I would say probably right after my last competition, my powerlifting competition, which was July like end of July of 2021. Yeah, it was after the big COVID thing. So then, <laughs> and uh, that was like, I stopped tracking my food because I hated the way that I felt towards food. And um, it just wasn't fun. I would constantly be thinking about it. I didn't want to go out with friends and family and eat with them because it just seemed like if I cared about my goals, I couldn't eat the things that they were eating. And yeah. so I was just stuck in that mentality. And I think just feeling bad about myself and feeling like I had nowhere to turn to mm -hmm. and knowing that I no longer wanted to do that, but I wanted some steps to move forward. 
And then I obviously like fangirl over your podcast. So I was <laughs> I was listening to your intuitive eating episode and I was like, whoa, that sounds exactly like what I want to do. Yeah. So yeah, that's that was the turning point was after that. Yeah. I feel She's like that's definitely she does. Super <laughs> the, good at it. the point where you realize like I'm not even living my life. Like I'm so hyper fixated on this one piece and it just feels like all consuming and that you, like you said, you just feel like you have nowhere to turn to even get out of it. Yeah. And it's always yeah. like an all or nothing thing, right? Like mm -hmm. it's, it's never like, yeah, I have to eat mostly chicken and rice, but Oh, I can have my cheat days or whatever. Like some people are still like, no, even cheat days means that you're cheating yourself and you're like, Oh, cool. I just live a boring life then. <laughs> like, it's so lame. And we've been there. I get it. But come on. It's not, it's not worth it. Yeah. yeah. We all know about Rose, full bag yeah. of chicken days. Huh. <laughs> TBT, baby. I've killed so many chicken protein. families. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, best poops I had in my entire life. So, oh. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Okay. Um, so, Ashlyn, we worked together for a little bit over four months, and now you're working with Roe. What do you feel like you're most proud of from accomplishing in those four months of um, nutrition coaching and taking on that more of a non-diet intuitive approach to it all? I think the main thing that I was super happy about was breaking that all-or-nothing mentality that, that mm -hmm. Roe was just talking about, just finally living and not worrying about if I'm doing it right yeah. <laughs> all the time because there it is a lot of gray area and you can't just be a hundred percent on all the time yeah. and so that was the main thing that I took from the whole experience among a lot of other things but that one is probably my most proud yeah I feel like so many new like doorways open when you realize oh it can look this way and it can look this way and it can look this way and it becomes a lot more exciting instead of it's just going to be the same thing over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like I, I made stir fry yesterday and just kind of like whipped it together. It was delicious, by the way. I'm a great cook. Uh, <laughs> and I was just like, man, it just would have been a drag to be like, and just like, let's measure out half a cup of rice, measure out you know, this amount of meat measure out. The, like, I get it. I, I still think that there is like a time and place for someone who has everything else locked in. But for the, for the majority of people, it's like, who has the time to do that? Especially if you're like feeding yourself and a family or and multiple people. And then you're like, well, this this portion's mine. <laughs> I can't have anything else. Nobody touch this, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and that shit is just kind of crazy yeah, whenever I, I post about it people will always say well it's working it works for me it works for me and I'm like okay it works for you right now but not for up. long <laughs> yeah because <laughs> like you can do it you can do it but like Ashton was describing it becomes like your life like you can't mm -hmm. do other things you can't deviate it's like very consuming so like good luck doing that for like multiple mm -hmm. years yeah. yeah I think that's what we forget to think about is you could be one year into it and you're like, oh, it's worked. And I'm like, yeah, for one year. Can you yeah. imagine decades? <laughs> like you have decades ahead of you and you really have to be open to 
change. Like you have to be open to like all the seasons that you're going to go through and how you're going to need to support yourself differently through all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like moving away from the rigid calorie counting and macro tracking to that more intuitive approach? I know you kind of started on your own before we started working together. How was like the process and like the ups and downs? It was super scary. Like, (laughs) because I knew this very rigid, like way of doing things for so long. I think I did it for about two, two years pretty on top of my game yeah yeah and um i it i could already tell it wasn't working even back then because if i did get off track my all or nothing mentality would come in and then i would binge eat and then (laughs) i would just go down that road and i'm like this is insane so um yeah it was scary i started to gain weight pretty much right away i think And, um, I had to kind of come to terms with, you know, if I'm eating and nourishing my body that if I gain weight, it means that I needed to gain some weight. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's the way it is. We're not all meant to look exactly the same. Um, like when you're scrolling on Instagram, not everybody's going to have the same body. And, um, I think that that was the hardest part for me was just watching my body change. Yeah, it's definitely hard. It's one of the hardest parts of the process, I think, just from personal experience and from what I hear, like, from you and other clients. And that definitely leads me to, like, my next question, because I think this is one of my favorite areas that we talked about and worked through is detaching your worth and health from the scale. And this area is already particularly difficult to work through, um, but you also have some limitations with your current job. And we talked about how this is really outdated and even like super messed up, but, (laughs) and I have a follow-up question later, um, but being in the military, you have to be within a certain weight range based on your height. So how did you navigate this as someone who wanted to detach from the scale, but also had to stay within a certain weight range, um, to keep your job? Um, well, I've only dealt with it once since Mm. we started working together. Um, the next one's in October. So pretty much I just kind of ignore it until it's time <laughs> to worry about it. But yeah. um, there's there's different things that you can do um, leading up to it, I guess. Um, yeah. I hear some pretty bad stories about other people who will stop drinking water and like try and cut just so that they can weigh in and then kind of like you would do for a a bodybuilding competition or a powerlifting competition, but they're just doing it to stay in the military. And that's wild to me. (laughs) But um, I was actually able to, I didn't have to be taped in, which is where they tape your waist and like glutes and all that kind of stuff. Um, I was able to kind of squeak by, so that was good. But uh, yeah, I haven't had to deal with it yet. The next one's in October. So I guess I'll be talking with Ro about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Easy, okay. stop eating. Duh. Oh my god. Oh, my god. <laughs> oh boy. Stop eating. Weigh yourself every day. Eat well, keto. Like, yeah, this somehow. is like not stressful yeah. at all. Because, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh oh man. man. Easy advice. Um, easy advice. <laughs> and my follow up question there is: I think it's a really important conversation to have because it is outdated, and to me, it's not a good measure of one your ability to do your job and. um 
just like your overall health and wellness. So how do we work to get this outdated measure of health or ability to do your job well off the table completely, especially if anyone is listening who does have power or say in this decision? Um, I do have to say, I don't know exactly what the steps are beyond, like if I were to have failed my way in because I haven't, I haven't experienced that. So, Mm -hmm. um, I can't speak on what happens beyond that really. But I've had, um, unfortunately that happened, um, like I've had a couple people come to me because that's happened and I've had to write letters uh, to the military. Like you're, they're working mm -hmm. with a dietitian and like, we'll, we'll do this timeframes and like. It, this whole thing makes me want to pull my hair out because mm, yeah, for all the reasons that y'all just stated. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So pretty much what I do is I just try and educate the people who are around me because I'm kind of like lower ranking when it comes to it, comes down to it. Um, so I don't now. have a lot of pull for now. Yeah. I'm going to be the head honcho soon. But <laughs> yeah. Agreed. For now. Um, but I try and educate my coworkers, especially, uh, my supervisor was really interested when I started doing intuitive eating cause he was very skeptical and, um, I was able to just, he was able to follow along with that journey and see, oh, you know, you, you are really healthy and you, you seem more energetic and happy at work. And he noticed like a big difference in my attitude and stuff, just based off of how I was treating my body. So just kind of getting that culture out there instead of the diet culture mentality that's like rampant in the military. Yeah. 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 And I think that goes for everyone. You know, I think in all of our social circles and jobs, we constantly hear that diet talk. I mean, I work at a gym also like super part time and I'll be like, I sometimes I feel like I'm like the only person who's like, wait, why are you doing that? <laughs> but it's just bringing that, um, bringing all of it to light and being like, mm-hmm. wait, have you thought about X, Y, and Z and like how you're actually not sleeping and you're drinking a ton of booze all the time? Like, why don't you work on those two areas first before trying to like eat a thousand calories a day? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And 19 yeah. scoops of, uh, creatine somehow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ashlyn, you mentioned that like um, <clears throat> while you were doing your way, and I assume we're talking about like BMIs here is kind of how they set the the standard for weight classes or I don't I don't know what to say it, uh, weight requirements. You mentioned that um, you didn't get tape measured. How? When do they decide to pull out a tape measure and stuff? So your height and weight is how they determine your max allowable weight and then your minimum weight. And so if you're anywhere between that, they won't have to tape you. But if you're Mm. above that, then they'll tape your, like the circumference of your waist and glutes. It's different for men and women, but um, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. What? Okay. So, so then does it happen? Like, let's say you... Uh, do weigh over whatever that weight requirement, do they use that as kind of like a, oh, like we understand based on BMI that you are over, I'm air quoting, air overweight, but because of these tape measurements, you're actually within the standard that like we need you to be because you are fit or just have muscle or whatever. Or is it just kind of like, oh, you went over, let's see how how over you are. Yeah, it's pretty much if you have 
a lot of lean muscle mass. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. If you have yeah. a lot of lean muscle mass and then you have any kind of fat on top of that, you're going to pretty much be in that category where you're overweight. Yeah. And a lot of people deal with that and they just tape in and then they pass their tape in and go from there. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I guess I objective, like I'm just looking at it from the outside, right? It's like, it seems like that's a ton of stuff still has to change, but at least it seems like it's like in the right direction where it's like, Hey, we're not just like looking straight at just BMI. We have these, I just burped right into the mic. Sorry. <laughs> we have these, these, this, like this next step Jesus. to decide whether it's like actual real or a real problem or not. <laughs> I'm struggling. <sometimes. laughs> Ashlyn, do they also, do you also have to do like a, um, like a test, like a, I don't know what it would be called, like a physical test of like where you run like a mile or do however many push-ups. Do you have to like yeah. do, does that go coincide with that as well? Uh, I believe there was a policy change because of COVID where people were gaining weight, but if they could pass the physical fitness test that they um, could still, you know, that would be good enough for their employment and they could stay based off of that. Okay. But I don't know if they like retroactively took that back or if it's still in policy. I'm not sure. Cause that, that makes more sense to me. The old test. Like pass that. Yeah. 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 It's like if you pass that and you're like freaking jacked and awesome and killing it, like yeah, why, would it, why would it matter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I hope that conversation continues to be had and that we continue to see change there because it's important for real. Um, you've also been training with Roe. So how has that been going so far? And like I said, you both got that Enneagram, Enneagram eight energy. So I'm ready. I'm ready to hear all of it. It's terrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> Roe probably hates me for sure. <laughs> Roe hates um, everyone. Why? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just, um, so when we first started out, I was like, yeah, I'll be great because I'll just lift the weights and you don't have to worry about anything because I'm working with Nicole. So we got nutrition covered. And then I had like a bad mental health week, like mm -hmm. right off the bat, it feels like. And so he had to deal with that. And then I was like, okay, well now I'm injured because then I got like a back injury at one point. And so then he had to deal with that. And so he's just, he's been very patient. He's getting a lesson in patience with me. <laughs> for sure but um I really I do enjoy working with Ro it's it's the kind of energy that I'm used to and yes. uh, nice. yeah <laughs> that that would have been awesome if you were like actually it's really shitty I just would have muted it and be like that's weird her connection is uh, it's kind of gone <laughs> we gotta... <laughs> like actually I gotta I'm gonna tell you how are you gonna come on my podcast and talk shit <laughs> no uh I think uh you know Ashlyn did say, like, right off the bat, like, you know, obviously you vibe really well, um, but you did have, like, that mental health week or whatever, and uh, I remember you just being like, I'm sorry, I'm not normally like this, and I feel like a lot of people have this, you know, because uh, especially if you are, like, someone who takes training seriously or a competitive athlete or, like, even a competitive strength athlete who... Most people will look at it and be like, that's not like a real athlete, right? It's not like a quote unquote real sport, but you dedicate your life or your 
time to something like that, like that makes you an athlete, you know? And maybe I'm just saying that because like I wasn't good at real sports. So I'm like, I'm pretty good at picking up a barbell. It's real. Um, but like, that's not your life for 99% of people, right? Like unless you are an elite level, like CrossFit athlete, football player, where like stupid amounts of money is on the line, then you have to be like, hey, I know I'm having a shitty month, two months for a lot of things that I can't control. It's time to just kind of hunker down. We'll deal with this later. Fine. A lot of stuff is on the line. If you are someone who falls within competitive, I like this. This is just a hobby. I'm just trying to stay healthy. Anywhere between that like spectrum, then you need to like understand that most times going to the gym is going to be kind of productive because if you were in a shitty mood, actually, and you went and the lifts were not what you expect them to be, then you get into an even shittier mood and then you go home and you think about it too much. You uh, eat too much or decide not to eat because you're like, I didn't try hard enough. Like so many things can go wrong. And then the next day you're like, maybe today will be better. You go back and it just becomes this like negative feedback loop of you just like hating yourself. You make decisions that make you hate yourself even more. You continue that cycle. Um, so it was just so much of like, and I see it all the time in people who are like, I want to do this. And, you know, you're an eight. I'm an eight. I get it. It kind of like that. Not that it's all or nothing, but it's like, I'm dedicated to this. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make it work. Um, but like most times, like stepping back and being like, I need time uh, is like the play and will help way down the road. Um, but it's hard. It's hard to tell people that. Uh, and especially like a new client, right? Like last thing I want to do is be like, suck it up. <laughs> you got to go, you know, because then you'd be like, That's wow, what I was this expecting. is nah, I mean, there, there are times for it. Right. And like when, uh, you know, I think we're still on track to compete in the end of October. When we get close to that, then it's like, hey, strength is necessary. You have to show up and at least do the minimum. Right now it's July. You know, back then it was like May or whatever. There was no reason to like put the pedal to the metal. It was like, well, you have to survive through whatever this is. And then when it's go time, it's go time. Uh, and being able to like periodize like mental health sounds kind of strange, but understanding when it's like time to fucking go and when it's time to rest is like a, a skill. It takes a long time to kind of learn, especially because everyone is so different. Um, so yeah, you didn't, you weren't a pain in my ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and I told you that, uh, but I think a lot of people need to hear that because they're just really seasons of life that can throw off a lot of things. And if you try to force things, then you get hurt because your body's like, we shouldn't have been doing this in the first place. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. going to make sure that you take time off mm-hmm. by hurting you. So, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that's what we learn. Like when we move away from the all or nothing mentality, yeah. we actually start to see how much of life happens all the time, like sickness, injury, we have a trip that's coming up, we have a really busy week at work, and then we're like, oh, that's why it never works to be so rigid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's I was just... About my, my last, like, back injury happened after my comps. Like, once I finished those, I was like, well, I feel so great because, like, I have no stress. Mm-hmm. Was not even pushing it, just kind of went to work in the gym and my back just fucking totally gave out harder than it has in a long time. And I was like, why would this happen? Why would this happen to me right now? You know, classic. Uh, 
But then I realized it's because I was pushing myself so hard for four months, just redlining mm-hmm. physically and mentally. And once that stress was gone, I was like, oh, we're good. And instead of like ramping through, I was just like, <laughs> just keep it going where it was. Uh, and yeah, because it was like, it wasn't all or nothing, but it was just that I didn't, I didn't take the time to like step back even further and be like, oh, I've had a really tumultuous almost half a year. Like my body needs a fucking break. Uh, mm-hmm. And like I said, it forces you to have a break. So yeah, yeah. I agree, Nicole. Yeah. Ashlyn, what would you say are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned when it comes to training, specifically powerlifting? Um, well, the biggest thing, my biggest advice for anybody who wants to get into powerlifting is just compete. You mm-hmm. don't have to be super strong. You don't have to get to a certain like level in your mind. Just get on the platform and have fun because the first one is never going to be easy. You're always going to feel a little awkward, but it's, it's badass that you're getting up there and like just showing what you're capable of. And then from then on, you're just competing with yourself. You're competing with your last numbers. And that's my favorite thing about powerlifting. Yeah. 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 It's just different, you know? (laughs) Just a little different because yeah. <laughs> I remember my first time, like I, we were like scoping out the competition. There's no fucking I was going to win this thing, you know, but I was like, oh, what if he's like signed up to show up? And it's like, oh, this like 18 year old that can squat 600 pounds. That's that's really cool. <laughs> like, oh what? God. And then like, you know, you try to like push it. You know, there's no chance I'm going to put 400, you know, not 400, 200 pounds on my squat in three months. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh yeah, so I mean, I I love that advice, Ashlyn, because like like you said, you step up there and it's it's exhilarating. You know, you put time in, mm-hmm. and when you think about it, it's a whole day event, right? Because depending on how many people are there, the flights that are there, um, or the flights of people, uh, but it's really like three minutes of actual work that you do, you know? Because yeah. even a grindy squat will really only last like you know ten fifteen seconds. You get three of those. A grindy bench, mm-hmm. same thing. You get three of those, and then a grindy deadlift. And so it's like, oh, wow, you are doing all this training for almost your, like, five minutes of fame. But the fame is really just you being like, oh, people are watching me. They're cheering me on. I really love that I'm up here. Um, and, you know, nine times out of ten, you're not going to win. You're right. But, like, you just – next time, you're like, okay, I totaled 1,100 pounds, like – try and get a level 20 try and get 1150 yeah and that that is that's that's when things i think start to get serious and you fall in love with things because you're like yeah i i got a five pound pr like that's awesome because that's mm-hmm. five pounds more than i could do um and then you know in two years maybe it becomes like a 40 pound pr or whatever uh so yeah listen to ashlyn it's great advice <laughs> yeah. step on there and you're never too old to do power lift either like, there's, like, 85-year-old women that are just, like, I just decided to pick up this bar. I fell in love with it. And they're, like, the best yeah. at those things because you're, like, let's go, Deborah. Yeah, you're killing it, you know? Those are my wow. favorite ones, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I also think um, a lot of people that I talk to, they think, like, with the non-diet approach, you just take out all, like, measures of success or whatever because you're not using the scale anymore. You're not counting calories. But that is one that is that measure of that you can track that yeah. can be really exciting and helpful and not super like 
I'm fixating on this. I can't stop thinking about what the number on the scale is going to be. This is something where you get to like push yourself and really find out like what you're capable of. And it's just like a continuing thing that you get to like work towards. You get to like make new goals every time you reach a new one. So yeah. I think that's really cool. And it's only super scary until you try and you see what you're <laughs> you're capable of is what I would say too. Such a two, yeah. such a two. Uh... <laughs> okay, bro. <laughs> so since we started working together, um, you've been an amazing advocate online for yes. body positivity and even body neutrality. So tell us a little bit more about that. What kind of impact have you seen this have, especially in the online world? Um. So body positivity was something that I initially latched onto because I was like, that's amazing because learning and going through the process with you about intuitive eating and health at every size, bodies are not going to look the same, but that doesn't mean that you can tell their health just based off of what they look like. So um, I really love that movement and got behind it. But then I kind of realized, well, there are some days where I don't just blindly love my body, you know, yeah. I look in the mirror and maybe, maybe I'm like, Oh, I, I'm just not going to wear a crop top today. You know, I'm just gonna <laughs> put that little, little fupa away. But, um, in those circumstances, <laughs> Rose never had this problem. Uh, yeah. From every day. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I do like the, body neutrality. I think that that's really important because regardless if you love what you see in the mirror and you feel positively toward it, you can still feel neutral towards it. And you can say, I appreciate what my body does for me. And I'm grateful for, you know, being able to move, breathe, live, blood's mm -hmm. pumping, like we're all, everything's working good. So um, yeah, those days where maybe I don't like what I see, I can still have gratitude. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. this big pressure in the beginning of, oh, if I am really on this path to acceptance and even like respect and love for the body that I'm in, that means I have to feel that way every single day. And you can still respect and love someone or something and even yourself and not be like on the sidelines cheering. This is amazing. You know, yeah. like you can, yeah. like you said, you can just say like, hey, this is how I'm feeling today. And I'm going to let it, I'm going to let it be here for a minute. And tomorrow we're going to see how we feel and we're going to meet ourselves where we are. And we're going to add in care and support like we would any other day. But that doesn't mean I have to go down the sidewalk and like strut my stuff and be like, yeah. look at my body. I'm so hot. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. my favorite. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. You go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I was going to say my favorite part of as soon as I started posting that kind of stuff and just showing, you know, what I look like and my journey with it, I would get DMs from other people that were like, I was so depressed and so down and I hated myself and the way that I looked and your post really helped me. And even if I just get one of those, it makes up for so much. And I'm, yeah. I'm just really grateful to be a part of that, that community that's kind of pushing forward this idea that, you don't have to be super, super lean to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that. The, yeah. And that's where we also see like 
social media is a really tricky place to be sometimes because we all are oh, posting man. our highlight reel. We're posting the things that we want to post and what we want you to see. And we don't know what's real and what's fake. And so it is really yeah. important to have as real of a conversation and perspective as you can, because it reminds us all that we all go through that. Like all bodies, small, medium, large experience, bad body image days, experience mm-hmm. feeling down about themselves. And that's for me, that's like a huge part of why I know it's not about what the physical body looks like or the number on the scale, because if it was, then why are people who are smaller than me also experiencing those same things? <laughs> yeah. That's a good yeah. Point. <laughs> yeah. And you'll always have like, you'll always have, especially as a woman, unfortunately, like trolls, man, there will always be internet trolls who like, mm-hmm. you could be like on your best fucking day. And you're like, Oh, I'm a bad bitch. I'm feeling myself. Blah, blah. <laughs> and there's always one person like, that too fat, you know, or like, Oh, cool. Like ugly. And you're like, Whoa, shit. You know what I mean? And like, the thing is like even people that we i don't know kind of like idolize as the most beautiful people in the world like uh, a beckham or like a whatever a kardashian there are people that are like yeah these people are fucking ugly because that's just like how it is you will never please everyone you will never be attractive to everyone like and so when you're like i'm feeling myself like that's all that matters because anyone can come in and try and ruin your day and you're like i i don't know you i don't give a shit about you like (laughs) i go ahead and say what you want, you know? Um, and there's a lot of, there's like so much power in that. And, you know, you mentioned someone DMing you and saying like, I needed this. Thank you so much. Like, and you said that that like makes up for a bunch of other stuff. Like that one person also always makes up for that. Those 10 trolls that come in and you're like, yeah, I was doing this for me and that person, not you yeah. guys, you know? Um, I think that's awesome. I think it's really awesome. Yeah. The trolls are so, Alive and well. <laughs> yeah because i feel like they're one of two people they're either just a flat-out troll they don't care they're just trying to get a rise out of anyone and everyone mm-hmm. or they're projecting their own insecurities Absolutely. onto you yeah and like maybe that person was called fat like in my case i posted about being like a stallion or whatever because i'm i'm bigger and i have i'm like 190 pounds or whatever and 510 and they're like oh you know some about being fat and gross. And I was like, at first I, I was kind of like, that's, that's really mean. Like that kind of hurt my feelings. <laughs> and then this? I was like, but you know what? Maybe, maybe they grew up in a household where they were told that they weren't good enough and that they were fat. And so that little piece of empathy comes into, and I just kind of write it off as that. And yeah. that helps me. And the other side That's is a good perspective. Maybe they're just a piece of shit, so they go fuck themselves. I don't know, you know if I'd be I mean, able to be that mature. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe oh, I, for sure, I for sure tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. We can have That's both and yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ebbs and flows, get, right? Like <laughs> I get real petty sometimes. So. <laughs> you know. I love I, when we call we call the trolls out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then they're most most times they're on like they're private too so you can't like see them yes and they're like oh okay i see what you're yeah. doing here you're just yeah you're just and they don't here. have a profile picture it's like uh-huh. user 9 million 200 like <laughs> yeah. it's stupid no followers what a shitty existence you know like just getting on instagram or social media and being like all right for the next hour i'm just gonna tell people they're shitty 
you know, yeah. like you're the it's shitty like one. It's like a whole other level of low. Yeah. <laughs> I think it takes like so much courage to show up on social media, like yes. in any oh, yeah. way, whether you're like, you know, body positivity or business, like yeah. it's hard. And like, I think it's super cool that you're doing that to spread such a good message and having fun and like having a good attitude about it and still telling people to fuck off. I think that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. That's the best part. Okay. <laughs> it's my page. Bro- I can tell you yeah. That me and Brooke talk about it all the time. Like one of our favorite quotes is Brene Brown Rowe. Um, he, he doesn't know who Brene Brown is. <laughs> I know um, who she is. You, you introduced me to her. I've never and read any she of her talks stuff. About, or it's not her quote, but isn't it Roosevelt Brooke who says it? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. if you're not, if you're not in the arena, yeah, yeah. then shut the fuck up. Like, if you're not down there, <laughs> Roosevelt actually said that. Yeah, verbatim. <laughs> if you're not if in the that, arena, shut the fuck up. If you are in the arena, not getting bruised and beaten and showing up, <laughs> then like you don't get to say. You don't get yeah. to tell me what to do or how to be or what your opinion is. Yeah, exactly. Be, you better you got you better be getting dirty and muddy too. I think that's got to be a t-shirt. If you're not in the arena, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, Michael hey. Scott. That's what I'm saying. You know, I oh, paraphrased, man. okay? Yeah. <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> Ashlyn, I am so, so happy that you said you could come on and you wanted to come on and that you were here to have this conversation with us. It... Like I told you a million times, it was a joy working with you. And I'm really excited that we have the friendship to carry onward. And um, yeah, how can people connect with you if they want to follow you on Instagram or if they have questions about anything that we've talked about on this episode? If they want to troll too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. All the trolls. Um, no, I, I have an Instagram. It's, uh, what is it called? Your handle? I don't is know. That what it yeah, is or is that on handle. Twitter? My at is, yeah, <laughs> um, it's fitness journey. It's like fitness journey, but I was trying to be punny. I thought it was hilarious. I but, just got um, that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So fitness journey and, uh, yeah, I, I haven't been like super, I mostly just kind of post inappropriate memes and things but that's i think the best funny. Part. that's the best part seasons <laughs> like that yeah <laughs> but Never yeah i that. i post about my journey too and working out and and things like yeah. that so i'm always a safe space for anybody who wants to talk about any of the feelings that came up during this podcast too if you want daddy long legs content, follow Ashlyn. Super long legs. That's right. Yeah. And you want to see your traps. We love the traps. Yeah. Dude, you got a thick ass back. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. I, I was like, damn, like, I want a back like that. I think you posted one of those like NGL links. And I don't know if you know, mine was one where I was like, can you fly with those, with those lats or something like that? Oh yeah. I was like. Yeah, a huge back. That's crazy. <laughs> it is. I'm it's jealous. huge for no reason. I love it. <laughs> uh, Amazing. I, wa- I want to say um, I do love the content you post because so much of it is just like petty, snappy, like I'm my own person. <laughs> His you energy. Yourself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why. Well, keep it up. Uh, you know, not not to, not to share any of like any sort of super deep conversation we had one time, but uh, Ashton like almost said fit Nash. Ashton sent me like a, a picture of, I don't know, some some 
woman who was like a bodybuilder or like just this like super curvy woman, whatever. And she was like, this is my like inspiration. I want to look like this. It was just kind of like some offhand thing. And I was like, Ashlyn, like you're your own person. Like you should like the way you look and you look great and whatever. And she was like, oh yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's just like one of those things where like you without knowing, and I think we've said this in other podcasts, like just by being yourself, like other people are looking at you and being like, wow, I want to be like this person, whether it's the way you look, your confidence or anything. And so like, it was just, it was just like fun and something I felt like I needed to do to just kind of reel you back in and be like, like you kind of already look this way. One, two, like you will look however you look, like <laughs> keep focusing on yeah. that. And you were like, yeah, I am a bad bitch. She was like, yeah, you are a bad bitch. Like, <laughs> okay. And I think those are conversations yeah. that like a lot of people can have with themselves where they're like, you know, sometimes I may want to look like this other person, whatever, but like, I'm out here grinding, putting myself out on Instagram or socials or whatever. And some people are, whether they're actively letting you know or in the shadows being like, yeah, you are my inspiration and whatnot. So um, mm -hmm. keep that up. I love the posts and you are an inspiration of mine because like I said, I, or I guess like I know now you're an eight too. And that's probably why I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Keep doing your thing. Um, <laughs> but it's like, just I, I just love that you show up and you are really vulnerable about being like, had a shitty week this week, we're back on it or whatever. And like, mm -hmm. that's something that people need to, people need to see more of. So um, keep that up or otherwise I'll unfollow you. So. Yeah, gonna... Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> yeah. No pressure. I'll I need a meme a day. A meme a day. Always have Nicole. Yeah. yeah. Ro <laughs> will okay. just go do his, do his thing. I'll do my thing. Whatever yeah. he does. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, we'll definitely link all of your um, info that you have shared. We're not going to link like your phone number or anything in the show notes. Social security um, number. Yes. <laughs> we're going to get your identity stolen um but we all are accepting new clients ro is our master of all things exercise and performance i am a non-diet dietitian helping you know your body better so you can feel better and brooke is a dietitian specializing in healing the gut microbiome to solve digestive and hormonal symptoms for athletes and active adults Go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Health Unfiltered Pod and keep those awesome questions coming. If you want to know our human design next, plug it. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Ro doesn't know his. It's fine. <laughs> Rate us, share us, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. And we will see y'all next time. Brooke, you want to take us out? Sure do. <laughs> Cue that music. Let's Bye, y'all. Peace out, y'all. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Ashlyn. Yay! Yay.